that long day behind you. Good times lie ahead. With a company worth keeping, that a flash smile on your head. Come on in, the doors open. You'll find just the finest folks here. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and let the dark stories your ear. Cause we're the talk, talk, talk of the tavern. Here you're always welcome. The talk, talk, talk of the tavern. Promising beer and fair love. The talk, talk, talk of the tavern. Music, medicine, dead and sub. The talk, talk, talk of the tavern. The song's over. And welcome to the Tavern, everyone. I am Travis Sivart, author of incredible series such as Your Mom. But after I did her, I also wrote Portals and Silver and Smith. So check them out. They're available on all the fine book retailers online, as well as some disreputable ones as well. So my vice is tonight Ugh, is Coke Zero. Horrible. Kill you. Cancer causing. And also, Johnny Walker, Hi Ryan. I found this in a local store, and I mentioned it in a live stream, and somebody from Tennessee sent me this, saying it was half price on clearance for Christmas. Johnny Walker, Hi Rye, blended scotch whiskey. Pretty decent. And it's got this nice listing of what the fuck it's supposed to taste like. So I'm supposed to taste green apple and toffee and dried cloves and dry rice spice closing. So good stuff there. We have an incredible show tonight, but first, let's introduce our favorite people to hang out with. Andrea, stop beating your pussy. Tell us what's going on. Um, Andrea, the chat here. <laughs> Andrea, the chat here. Um, I have Harry Housing Cat. He is my vice, along with Pudding Cup. Mm, pudding Cup. How about you, Ed? Hey, hey people. people. Um, Ed Summers here. here. I, I didn't, didn't do your mom. Probably did your grandmother, but I didn't do your mom. Um, my advice tonight is it's a new flavor from Bulwark Hard Cider. Ooh. Brewed right here in the Mountain Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. It's honey crisp apple. Damn, it's good. It tastes like a honey crisp apple. So, how about sweet or bitter? Sweet. Too sweet? Little sweet? Not a lot too of sweet. sweet. Just, just, just the perfect amount okay. of sweet, just like me. Carry, oh. <laughs> Carry on. How about you, Rachel? Hi, I'm. Rachel Morley. I'm the author of Let There Be Fire, available on Kindle, Apple Play, uh, on Google Plus, strangely enough. But Kobo, Barnes Noble, anywhere you can get your ebook. And my advice today is just Coca Cola. Now, let me ask you about Let There Be Fire. Is that written under Rachel Morley or R.A. Morley? It's written under R.A. Morley. So that's something to look. Now, can you get like 12 words or less? Give us that elevator pitch. What do we, what, why do we care? What's the book about? 12 words or less. It's a, it's a high fantasy adventure that follows two assholes on a mission, on a mission for, is there an echo? No, you're good. Okay. Uh, it follows these two as they go on their mission for revenge and rescue. Very good. Okay. I'm, I'm curious about the revenge and rescue. Now, are they rescuing a maiden? No, they're not rescuing a maiden. Leave it at that. You should read the book and find out. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I love the revenge part. I love the revenge part. So did you kill their parents? Hold on. Let me see how many parents died. I think only one parent has died. The other one is the one revenge. Fourteen parents died. 
It was horrible. It was a parental massacre. Uh, there's also no teen chosen ones, if that oh, makes a difference. Nice. Nice. It's a... Uh, our, our lead character is 69 years old. Oh, there's hope for me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, how... And I don't want to turn this whole episode into your book, but I'm curious. At what point during the book did you go... I'm writing somebody who's almost 70. Do I have the right point of view? Do I have enough wisdom or experience to write this person? I mean, if you hung around the VFWs that I hang around and everyone there is like 65 to mm -hmm. 75. If I can interrupt real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Bree, Ed, thank you for throwing bits here as our live audience. Here's to your guys' faces. Thank you so much you. for showing your booty, folks. Just dancing to the booty song. Rachel, hopefully you remembered where you were going with this. Go on. VFWs, 65 and older. Right. Yeah, so the men there, 65 and 75, former military, their level of maturity <laughs> does not differ from when they're 16. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's something actually with a black woman... 15 years older than me, I had a very similar conversation as that just a week ago. Okay. So you want to talk about people being people. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tonight's topic is, and you're going to see a series of episodes come out over the next couple of weeks. Butcher Baker, Candlestick Maker. They all star Rachel. And if you guys missed the live stream as we record this, you missed Rachel in all her glory. Apparently, I mentioned white tank tops and how men go <gasps> a week or so ago. And what does she show up in? So let's raise a glass. <laughs> yeah, right? John, you didn't miss it. You're right here for it. So let's do our opening toast. Here's to white tank tops and beautiful, delicious steaks, chicken, and pork. Mmm. Well, you got two <laughs> white meats in there, so it's not too bad. I don't know what you guys miss. See, I have chat here. I'm going to read off some chat. John is like, damn, I missed it. Bree is like, I missed it too. Do you guys not see the white tank top? Are you just, like, focused on her beautiful eyes? And her, her long flowing locks. <laughs> John wondering one John says wondrous porterhouse time. I think he means the steak, but it really could go anywhere at this point in time. <laughs> so Ed, did you say you had some starter questions for the butcher? Because we're gonna talk about mm -hmm. basically running a ranch with cows that you sell for meat. Not magic beans. No, there's no <laughs> chicken. The sparrow. <laughs> that one. So no, I, I did not say, say I had started questions. So Rachel, that was the cat. In first of all, what meat do you raise for sale? What what animals do you have on your farm that you sell for meat? Me, I have my lowline Angus, my Dexter cows. My uh, Merino, Hampshire crosses, um, and my Buff Orpington chickens. 
Okay. Let's go into the first thing you said and second thing you said. What's the difference? The third thing you said, what the hell is that? And the fourth <laughs> thing, how does that chicken differ from what we find in a grocery store? Mm. Well, the first difference is um, between your low-line Angus and your Dexter cows is that they are both a beef cow. But your low-line Angus is typically a little bit bigger, is a little bit more bulkier. Okay. Your standard Angus, the difference between a standard and a low line is just how tall they are. Okay. I like them to be a little bit shorter so that you get less leg. So a low line is like a low rider cow. <laughs> a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little shorter leg, a yeah. little closer to the ground, some neon underneath. Yeah. yeah? They're, okay. they're about on average about eight inches shorter than their standard cousin. Yeah, it's like me and Ed. At the nudist camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, nine! He's like, <laughs> it's still half. Go on. And then your Dexter cow is just a much, much smaller version where a low line Angus, my bull, my lead bull is about 2,000 pounds mm. for, my, for my low line Angus. For my Dexter, my bull is about 600 pounds, so okay, little, little bit more than half the weight. That's about it. Flavor difference? They, huh? Flavor difference? The flavoring really comes to how much they're eating, what they're eating, and how much free range they have. Okay. If you have, if you have cows, that's all they do is go out into like a thousand acres and they just feed on whatever grass is there. Right. You're probably gonna have a tougher meat. Okay. As opposed to if you supplement them with some sweet feed and alfalfa and they're a little bit more confined, maybe they don't have a thousand acres, maybe they have ten. Okay. So when you say sweet feed, besides alfalfa, what are we looking at? Corn? What are we looking at? Yeah. Uh, for me, I do a lot of supplementing with corn, kale, cabbage, bananas. They particularly like. Really? Dried or like fresh? No, which one? Dried or fresh? Bananas. Uh, typically fresh, if I can. Peels on or peels off? Do they have to peel it themselves? And do you have video? Of the corn and banana? No, they just eat it whole. <laughs> Watching them try and eat it is hilarious because it slides out everywhere. It's too big for the mouth. But they insist that the whole thing can fit in there. And it is hilarious. Okay. Next time I do, we'll get, I will get video of it for you, Andrea. Oh no, you you need that for because Rachel, you're on Instagram. Are you on TikTok also? I'm not on TikTok. I'm not a big social media person. I limited myself to Twitch and Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I've never used. I have a Facebook that I don't really. Know. I'll teach you a nice, easy trick. You go on TikTok. You post it on TikTok. TikTok then can auto post it to Instagram. Instagram also all auto posts it to Twitter and Facebook. So it's like this trickle down thing where you put it one place and it goes four. So we could talk about that off air. Yeah. But yeah, a, a video of a bull eating a banana or corn and having a and it peeling just like, a peeling. banana. Peeling. Peel the banana. Mm -hmm. No, I give it to them, peel it all on. It'll slide out as they're trying to mush it and break it open, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I had a girlfriend like but, that. What? Yeah. 
But that's that's their number one thing is they love their banana. I I don't know. I'm just I'm talking to the cat. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, for those not on video, she means a literal cat, guys. Just to be clear about that, it's Harry Housen cat. And he's running away. There we go. You just put your finger right here. No. He loves it. Um, okay. So you, you supplement on top of free range. The difference is, so when you're selling a Dexter versus a low rider cow. So is Dexter a serial killer cow? <laughs> I don't know. Only corn and I banana was cereal. For that up. I was waiting for it. You got an answer? <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're not a cereal. Though. They're actually very, very sweet and very, very endearing. They let themselves be very pet-like in how they interact with humans. That's how they lure you in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, see, Bree says Dexter is children of the corn. <laughs> And children of the banana. I think I mentioned to you, Trav, uh, hmm. way back that my smallest cow is Joy. And she's all about maybe 200 pounds. And if she really tries, she can absolutely turn me into a past tense. But she's so tiny and just much. She's, she thinks she's a lap dog. She thinks she's a puppy. Right. We need a lap cow. <laughs> Hey, Rachel, do you remember a, what what commercial was it with the petite lap giraffes? Uh, some Direct TV, I think. Adam. And it was these, like, Sobolovsky. <laughs> there we go. Um, but, yeah, they had these petite lap giraffes. So I'm just curious with, or, are, are we heading towards, like, we got pigs that hang out in the house now. They always have. Well, you're not wrong. Um, are we heading towards having domesticated house cows? I mean, possibly. It seems like more and more, when you have a smaller breed, anything, a lot of people will want it to be even smaller to have as a pet. So that does seem like the progression with the Dexters in particular is to make what they call a micro mini, which is mm. what Joy is. And People that's are going to carry it in a purse. So about a small thing. Okay. 30 years from now, time of Silver and Smith, <laughs> the books are right. Somebody has a cow the size of a cat. And after that heifer has a little calf, they've got to milk that little teeny cow. <laughs> Otherwise, there's discomfort for her. <laughs> Am I the only one imagining? I'm the only. Little baby. Yeah. Fucking writers. Sorry, guys. <laughs> let's move on. Um... So, you, you mentioned two types of cows. What was that third thing that I didn't even know what it was? Oh, oh my Hampshire Moreno cross sheep. 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 Yeah. Okay. What do you use them for? Are they just wool? Or are they wool? No, 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 right. <laughs> no, the Hampshire Moreno cross is something that my mom had started. Because she wanted the bulk and the beefiness um, and the strong hard bone that the Moranos came with. But the Hampshire is usually a bigger, bigger sheep for meat production. So she had crossbred it, and now that's our line, is to have this nice, big, bulky 
lamb. So you're yes. aiming for cow-sized sheep. And cat-sized cows. Sheep-sized cows and cow-sized sheep, yes. Which not only my, my biggest ram, his name is Moose, oh. and my smallest bull, his name is Elisha, they are the same size. Oh my god. The only difference is that Elisha weighs more, but height-wise they're the same size. Have they and met each other? Uh, for a while, they were sharing a space. They were roommates, and then they became best friends because they were the same size. Oh, that's adorable! So, do like, do, do they go to the bar and have beers together? What What do they do? How do you know two males of a different species are like bros? <laughs> uh, typically, you'll just see them just playing with each other. Okay, I mean, you've really got to define that one. Wow. <laughs> A couple of guys, yes. and then, like, they push each other in the pool, and like, oh, they're friends, clearly. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. that they'll bump each other, and then they'll back up inside. Like, you know how a dog, when they want to play, they do that, like, low ground thing, they yeah. back up, and their butt's wiggling. That's Andrew, he does that. Yeah. I do that all the time. <laughs> Welcome to the tavern. You'll know we like you when we put our butt in our air and the head down. I'm sorry. Go on. Don't yeah, don't stop talking when we interrupt with that shit. <laughs> you were saying. So what was the what was the fourth thing? Uh, the fourth thing that I sell for meat is the buff Orpington chicken. Okay. Which is not it's not great for a meat chicken. Right. Um, if you want like a fast production, it typically takes like twice as long as it would for like a fryer chicken. Okay. Which that's typically what you'll have in store is a fryer because they will just grow exponentially on a very fast pace. That's what they've been uh, bred. specifically selectively bred for. Was for that very quick overturn. Uh, the Buff Orpington is a heavy enough chicken that they're very sizable for like a nice chicken dinner. Okay. But they're also very adamant layers. They will lay an egg every day then take like two weeks off, then go right back to it. It's like boss, I'm checking out, I'm taking my leave time, and then they come back and they lay. So how long do they lay consecutively for before going, I, I got to turn in my time card here and take a break? Uh, it depends on the hen, but mine typically is like four to six months, and then they take two weeks off. And then wow. They come back before no, that's, that's, that's fair. What, Ed? That's pretty good. Yeah. I wouldn't complain about four to six months of egg laying and then like, hey, leave me alone for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you've earned it. You've earned it. Um, so what made you wake up and decide, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah. Well, you know how Elwood just woke up one day and said, I'm going to go to law school. <laughs> Wait, Elwood? Yes. Like the Blues brother? Legally blonde. Oh. Sorry. Against yeah. No, I love that movie. Just Elwood immediately went to Blues Brother. Jake and Elwood Blues. Yeah. yeah. Girls test <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, this actually um, started uh, from when my mom was a little girl. And she liked being on her grandfather's ranch. And my grandfather, I knew him for a pretty long time. I think he died when I was 15. And mm -hmm. he was 88. And this man had hardly a gray hair on him. He loved being on his ranch, and he worked his ranch every day until he could not. So, awesome. 
and he stated beliefs he had I want to say it was 50 acres mm. and it was and like 10 of those acres were like nice clean pasture you can like mosey around it and everything and the rest was a mountain of just jungle <laughs> and his cows and his pigs would go out to the jungle they'd eat everything that they could find there they come back and they'd munch on the grass and then they'd just come home so i'm curious i'm going to flip back a little you said he worked it as long as he could how close to 88 did he get I think he officially could not work the ranch at about 84, 85. So here's what I'm going to tell you. For everybody listening, everybody viewing, keep busy. It makes you live long. Having something to do, having a reason to get out of bed. Very important. Sorry to sideline and tangent. I'm always busy. I'm going to live forever. Yeah, I know. I know. Just just on my hobbies alone, (laughs) I'm never fucking dying. Just on the laundry. I always have something to do. <laughs> that you enjoy. <laughs> we might lose tomorrow. Oh, my God. If you always have laundry and you're very excited to do laundry every single day, you are immortal. That's just silent right there. Yeah. <laughs> and Bree says, and do traps. Uh, <clears throat> some of us enjoy laundry. No, Mouse, you're not wrong, by the way. And Doug, just so you know, uh, yeah, recently I did make a decision to do what I do, which is the writing thing and the show thing. (laughs) Thanks, John. (laughs) John says, I'll help you live longer, Andrea. Come do my laundry. On the way. Okay. So this is third generation. What do you call yourself? Farmer, rancher, cower? That's Rachel. Rachel. (laughs) It's close to rancher. (laughs) Some days I like to call myself your grace, but it never catches on. <laughs> do you have your list? Do you have your list of descriptors? To someone who's very specific about um, a certain line, or typically for more agricultural, well, it's all agricultural, but like crop base is typically associated with farmer, whereas livestock is typically associated with rancher. But like you can use them interchangeably, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like people so like me, started. I didn't know there was a difference. So it's all the same. Apparently, there's not. Well, people don't and you can use it interchangeably. Yeah. So, so, third generation, or does it keep going back beyond there and you've only met the two generations previous? Oh, it goes back further. I only just knew from my grandfather. That's where it started for me. Okay. <laughs> so, it started for me that I adored him, and my mother was Aww. very fond of being on the ranch when she was a little girl. So at some point here in the U.S., uh, my mom wanted to go back to her roots and she wanted to like have a ranch, which uh-huh. I was like, uh, you know, I don't really know. But it kind of was therapeutic to help her work with the animals and just like have like this creature that cannot live without me because they just don't know how. Yeah, she had a daughter. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> So um, she started with her horses and then went on to, I think I want sheep. And I was like, all right, I'll help you that. And then it was, I think I want cows. Well, now I just want chickens and I want turkey and I want, and I went off like that. And that's oh, where I wait, picked up from. Wait, 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 wait. You have more than cows, sheep, and chicken. Because you also yeah. have peacocks and other things, don't you? Yes. <laughs> Come on, you spill it. 
for meat. I listed off the meat. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. Give us the but rest. She's telling us why she did. She's well, doing I, this. Well, I'm, I'm tangenting. What? What else? Are you peacocks? I know what a peacock says. Oh God. What does a peacock, peacock say? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that is. I'm not wrong, am I? We have the peacocks. Um, she's got peacocks. I got peacocks. Um, I actually kind of want to get rid of mine because they're kind of lazy and aggressive, right? I want to swap them out. The reason why we got peacocks to start with was they're really good about chasing off lizards and snakes and rats and intruders. We need one. Like, there are places in India. They just sit at the top of their tree and scream that there's an intruder. <laughs> you know well, what it sounds like? A great, a great alarm. But as well, far as, like... I've go, seen them in parks in Florida, like, mm -hmm. get very territorial. And the males will attack people. You're like, oh, look how pretty they are. Oh, they're charging me. Fucking angry, pretty chicken. <laughs> Well, I mean, they could, and this is a lesson that my dad learned recently because he does tease and harass. Like, we're going to go back to men at whatever age still act as mature as they did when they were 15, 16. Do we, do we so ever not? After, after a very long time of him just, like, teasing and, like, mildly harassing the birds, they finally got fed up and just went and just at him. <laughs> And he tripped, he tripped back and he fell into the little palm tree that I have. I have a little tiny queen palm. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> That's so creepy. Why do you have that? Why not? Why do I have what? What happened? So, do you have um, male or female peacocks or both? I have both, yeah. So you have peahens. Which okay. just sounds kinky and dirty and pornhubbish. And they're just like bland and it's the male ones that have beautiful feathers and foliage or whatever right yeah yeah but you can't say yeah. it to them they're very sensitive they're not I, let me tell you something because at some point everyone will ask me what is the smartest animal on the farm and i will tell them that's a really hard question to answer because it varies based on you know the personality types and then who you're comparing them to the next question they ask me is what is the dumbest animal on the farm hands down the peacocks not turkeys <laughs> they're they're stupid not turkeys i don't know how they survive do, in the wild do you have turkeys do you have turkeys um i do not have turkeys anymore because i've heard turkeys are super stupid i'm going to tell you right now turkeys are smarter than peacocks okay mm. that's fair okay Oh, that doesn't say too much. So turkeys at least know that they're kind of heavy and big, and they can like kind of use that. Peacocks, like I have these wings that can help me soar, like a hawk. And there's something chasing me. Damn! What do I do? <laughs> it's running a straight line. See, now I've heard turkeys are so stupid, they'll rush into a corner of a pen and kill the ones stuck in the corner because they'll crush them to death. Or they'll stare up into the rain with their mouths open and drown. You know, how is that different from people? Not a lot. Not, not, not a lot. I mean, I've, heard, I've heard both those two. I have not seen that happen. <clears throat> See, I, it but didn't feel normal. It didn't feel right when I heard that. So, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, where did we leave off? 
Um, oh, who knows? Lions and tigers and bears. Oh yeah, what what natural predators do you have in the area? In my area, oh my gosh, let me count the ways. Oh yeah. Uh, should we go from biggest to smallest? Uh, why don't you go from most aggressive to most docile that will actually just come up and try to get kibble? I mean, at that point, it's still like they're all trying to like fight each other at the top for who's the most aggressive. So, like, we do have the mountain lions and the bobcats and the raccoons and the opossums. Did you just put possums and raccoons next to mountain lions and bobcats? She's a smart girl. I've gone up against a damn raccoon before. I know he has what that's a, like. He has a story. The raccoon broke his leg. It was like a yeah, wrestling yeah. move off the third fucking rope. I have not heard this story. <laughs> you, you want to tell it, Ed? No. It's, it's been a while. Please. Do you need therapy? We can get you some afterwards. I'm, I'm, I'm still, still working on it. I'm working on myself every day. That's good. That's it. Stay strong, my brother. Okay. <clears throat> so how are raccoons and possums equivalent into aggression like they're not going to attack your cow and try to take your cow down or your peacock that forgets it can fly no they'll, they'll take down the peacock a raccoon That's primarily what they're going for is like rabbits and whatever fowl they have is going to be their target because it's so you got smaller than them. you got rabbits too yeah what kind of rabbits you got uh i have the rex rabbits the ones you eat once that uh yeah, that you eat, and then you get the nice soft fur that you can, like, make something with. Okay. So, you, you've got rabbits, sheep, peacocks, cows, chickens. What other living creatures do you take care of on a daily basis? Uh, aside from the dogs and cats, there's also the ducks. Oh. Dogs, cats, ducks. <laughs> and up until recently, quail. Because... And I told you, like, when we were doing the evac... What happened um, to Dan? Happened to them? Yeah, did Dan run into a corner and look up and drown? Because I remember I heard things about him when he was in there. Vice President. No Anyhow, moving, mo moving on. Um, so... When we... Go on. When we had to evac, and I had told you that I didn't have any place to take any of the fowl or the rabbits, and I just set them loose, like, you know, go dig for your life, fly, whatever. Let me, let me interrupt you real quick. Just so everybody viewing or listening years down the road, in September of 2022, Rachel had a neighbor who left a grill to go wild, like those Girls Gone Wild videos from the 90s, but it was a grill gone wild. And basically, ensuing fire burning 20,000 square acres. Is that correct? Am I remembering right? I think it's close to 20,000, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, she basically went, eh, fuck. Got to evac. Uh, what do I do with all my animals? Quick, everybody into the Hyundai. I don't know what kind of car she has. It could be a fucking, like, you know, <laughs> hover around scooter. I don't fucking know. But... Most all the animals were fine, guys, just so everybody knows. But there was this situation where she's like, Quail, guess what? Fire. Go on. Well, it's also with the chickens and the ducks and rabbits. It's like, fly for your life. I wasn't going to try and catch the peacocks. Mm -hmm. uh, just rabbits, like, go dig for your life, something. Because I just didn't have anywhere I could put them safely. Yeah. And I don't know if these are the stupidest beasts or the most loyal beasts because they did not leave. So you like open their hutches and they're just like, we're cool. 
We'll be here when you get back. No, I, I, I open up the hutch, put it on the ground, go, 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 run, run flee, 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 fire's right there, go, 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 go. And they nibbled on the, like, little scrub bushes, and then when you came home, they're like, we could go back in there and get some alfalfa. You cool? We're good. We're good. We're good. We're going to be up there. Basically, they're all just chilling with each other, just like, hey, there's food here. Did you know? Did you know? Hi, human. Hi. How's it going? You're picking me up. Okay. No, that's, that's fair. That's, you know, I bet you if the fire actually showed up at your house and your house was on fire, the bunnies would be like, fuck this shit. Peace. Yeah. But they're like, nah, we're good. She's just not bringing food. Let's drink out of this puddle. We should also clarify that by neighbor, it was someone seven miles away. And then the fire came in like less than half a mile. It was close to a quarter mile away from the ranch. Like, wow. there was nothing to stop it. And it just decided, this is a good place to stop. And, and by the way, for that seven miles away, for those folks listening. That's a country mile. Yeah. Rachel had a neighbor who basically against evac orders went in and went, no, I'll check on your animals for you. And fucking rolled in there on his little, you know, uh, I don't know if it was an ATV Vespa. or Vespa. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, was, he wasn't against evac orders. He was outside the evac zone. I was just like, I can just take the ATV and just go over this hill and just check on your stuff. And I was like, that would put my heart at ease. He's like, no, the fire just like, it's still sitting right where it was like the night before. And then he would just, he went in to go check on the animals and he's like, oh, you know, the bull that you couldn't get, he just came up right up to me and I'm petting him, I'm petting your bull, like he's just, he's such a nice bull. Like fucking FaceTiming with Rachel and her bull. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And by the way, Rachel took care of her neighbor, went, you know what, while you're there, go through my fucking freezer, take whatever you want, thank you. Yeah, she, yeah. I would just be like, I'll take this peacock. (laughs) <laughs> okay no, I, I told him that like whatever he wanted because it put my heart at ease so to know that my home was still there I, I'm, I was like I told him like you know if you want to go take any of the pork that's in the freezer yeah. any of the chicken that's still in there any of the lamb any of the beef that's in there like just take whatever you want just a, uh, well, a single and, frozen chicken with an icicle on his beak staring <laughs> out of the freezer <laughs> So do people eat? So do people eat peacock? You can. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it because they look point. like they're going to be a big, hardy animal. But then when you pick them up, you're like, "Are you like four pounds? Like, what's wrong with you?" So why do you have peacocks? What? Why? I told you to chase off the snakes. Yeah. Okay. Because because they okay. So they're they're very resistant to snake venom. Uh, that's, that's why they're really? sort of like a natural bird for India, is that they'll just gang up on a cobra, rip it to shreds, and just eat it like it's no big deal. Just hit it with their peckers, their beaks, till it's dead. Well, it is, and it's kind of hilarious, because it's like the most flamboyant muggy ever. <laughs> that's great. Because they will all stand in different directions of the snake. Tails fanned out, even the females will have their, like, flamboyant tails fanned out. And they'll shake their tail to get its attention. And when the That's what I do. Peacock, the other ones will peck or stomp it with their talons. And they just beat the snot out of it until it's dead. They're like, I guess I can eat now. Couple comments here. Uh, hold on. Bree wants to know how that noise goes again. Bree wants to, says, Precocks are pretty to look at, but that's why she's got them. 
Shake Your Tail Feathers is a song. Yeah, Blues Brothers did it, as well as many other blues artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Swift says, hit the pecker until whatever is attacked to it dies. Attached to it. She corrected. Attached to it. <laughs> you okay, Rachel? <laughs> so, okay, I want to go into the butcher part. Yeah. So, what mm-hmm. animals oh. do you sell for meat? Oh, you sell them. I didn't know if you actually butchered them or nope. yeah. you uh, that's, outsource it. That's everything know. we're going to go into right oh. now. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Trigger warning, guys. We're going to talk about how food is made. So if you're sensitive to the fact that animals are friends and food, well, here we go. Okay, Rachel, chicken the sparrow, okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's, what? I think he's chirping at his foot. You want to grab him so you can see him? Yeah, if you want, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not really a chicken. <laughs> Pillow went to sleep. <laughs> it's Sparrow the chicken. Okay, she froze. Uh oh. Oh, there she uh, is. That's why you live here. Want to go back on your perch? <sighs> Yes, uh, you can eat your friends. <laughs> Especially if it's Brie. Somebody will have like a real chair. Okay, now you also have something named Chicken the Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Is that a chicken? It is a chicken. Who's just really um, friendly and hangs out and doesn't poop on you? Well, what had happened is he got separated from his mama. When yeah. He and then when we tried to like reunite him... Chickens are dumb, so she didn't realize that's my baby. Mm-hmm. And kind of just shoot him off. So like, right. I guess you just live with me. Oh no, my mother did the same thing. I get it. So, <laughs> that was not meant to be an awkward yeah. silence moment. <laughs> hey, Trin. So, hey, Trin. So I bought in this little chicky chicky, and Chicken the Sparrow absolutely adores babies because he gets to be their leader. <laughs> and three inches tall. And usually within a few days, they are bigger than him. Aww. But he's still their leader because he's the one who can jump in and out of whatever little box they have them in. Right. Okay, so what animals do you sell and or eat on your farm? That's typically going to be... Uh, the meat market sheep that I had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cows and... The chickens I mentioned. Okay. Now, emotional attachment, because you're naming these things. Any issues? Uh, here's here's the thing, is I try and name them to remind myself they're going to be food. So a lot of times there's like lamb chop, barbecue, burger, sirloin. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. Do they respond but to their names? Well, every... Every once in a while, there is one that is just, they lend themselves to be so endearingly sweet, they get, like, a real name. And I try to make sure that those ones get sold off to someone who wants to start, like, a homestead. Or wants to start a forage or something. That they're going to be well taken care of. And then, if, like, years on, they get butchered, I probably don't hear about it. Right, right. They're not going to call you going, hey, Shirley was delicious. (laughs) They're all on a nice farm right now. Running in the fields. Up north. <laughs> okay, so there, there are ones that when they're when they're mean, they're a lot easier to eat. Like you look forward to it. We had we had one ram lamb that we called 
We called him MJ, which was for Michael Jackson, because he had beautiful, beautiful black hair. He was not, he was not a woolly sheep, he was a hair sheep. And he had this beautiful tight crown. So, I'm like, okay, you're MJ. Nice. And he was a sweetheart right up until um, breeding season came and he matured into a ram, which usually my rams have that flip over and they kind of stay pretty mellow. Sure. But he had this flip over where he wanted to like, let's kill the bears. And I was like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I'm not keeping a ram that's going to do this every year. Right. No. So I would take, I would take him on the nice walks. Like, you know, have like a little road around the horns and we'd go like on a nice walk, like through the meadow. I showed him what puddles were because he'd spent most of his life in the barn during summer and we had like the first rain. So yeah, up till his dying day was like a nice day. I'm like, I'm looking forward to eating you because you tried to kill my things. So with the sheep, do you also harvest their wool? I do. Um, and how that started was every year about June-ish, I try and wait till last minute because we have long summers mm-hmm. here in Southern California. And we have very intense summers, so I try and wait till the very last minute. To yeah, it was 91 today. There. Oh, no, right now, let me see what it says right now. Oh, my uh, God. Right now, the outside temperature is 104. There we go. Oh, is that all? <laughs> You're such a whip. Don't worry. Besides our Australians, I think the rest of Europe is asleep at this point. <laughs> okay, so we're we're running long in this episode, but I am not cutting it off because I'm enjoying it. Um I want to hear about the wool. Okay, yeah. tell us about the wool. Right, sorry, sorry. I got sidetracked with No, you're good, you're good. It started off that every year we had to get them sheared because it's just, it's too hot and they can't handle it. And that's not okay. Like, I don't want my animals to suffer. Right. So we have the shear come down. He does it professionally. I'm terrified of doing it myself. That's one thing I will not do is shear them myself because I'm so scared that I'm going to accidentally, like, nick their skin. Right. Okay. So, so because like, I don't want to do that. How do they, how do the sheep handle it? Are they, like, pretty chill? Or are they like, the fuck you doing to me, bitch? I mean, if it's their first time, they're going to be kind of weird, like, what are you doing? But right. that's also why I kind of handle my animals a lot, is right. to make sure that they know that with their human, they are safe, they're comfortable, they're loved, so that when I do stuff, like if I pull on their tail or if I lift up their foot or whatever it is, they're okay with it. I do the same thing and with my cat. comes in, flips them upside down, they're like, but my mom's here, so it's probably okay. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. So what do you do with the wool? Um, With the wool is I clean it, and then I spin it into yarn. How do you clean it? It sounds like it's going to be a lot trickier than it is because wool is now oily, Mm -hmm. and it has a water-repelling oil called lanolin. Right. So... So As like a black guy, out of unclean wool, it's going to be incredibly waterproof. It's also going to be incredibly stiff and uncomfortable. Right. So cleaning it is how you make it like nice and soft and workable. And I just use power scour. I know that some people have used Dawn dish liquid. Okay. But 
the reason I don't is everyone who does it, they have to like rinse it and rinse it and rinse it and rinse it to get all the suds out. It's kind of like getting a piece of plastic Rubbermaid or Tupperware, get the soap off it. You got to like rinse it like four or five times to get it off. And I'm sure wool is more. Yeah. And then, like, like I'd, I'd rather just shell out the extra couple bucks to use, like, a teeny bit of power scour, which is made for cleaning wool and wool products anyway. And then it's just, like, it's, it's essentially you're giving it, like, a very nice, gentle bath. Right. Where you'll get, like, a big container. I don't recommend using the sink. I don't recommend using the tub. Don't do it because if hairs do get loose, they'll, right. they'll clog everything. Right. So an external source... <laughs> To fill with boiling water, like as hot as you can get it. And then to put in the power scour, kind of churn that a little bit so that it's all kind of frothy with soap. What do you use to churn it? Is it like a big wooden paddle? For me? Yeah. I. It's literally just like whatever, like, oh, what do I have laying around? Yeah, I got this stick, so. Okay. Here's the dog. I'm uncooped about it. <laughs> what? How many dogs and cats do you have? It just needs to make the water soapy, that's it. But for the wool, is that you will very gently kind of like push it in so that it kind of just has that nice little soak. It's like taking it to like a spa day. So you don't. You don't minus minus the, the sheet. Okay. So how do you turn it? How do you. Do you have a spinning wheel? I do have a spinning wheel. Um, like one of the big. Uh, no, it's not big. What I'll do is after the show is I'll take a picture of it in all of its teeny glory, <laughs> and I'll post it on Instagram, or I'll post it to like the the tablet Discord. Okay, both do it in both. Because I'm looking into spinning into yarn, but I want to grow cotton plants and use mm -hmm. the cotton because I'm allergic to the lanolin in the wool. You need some help with that. It's in my blood. Also, Andrew, oh my God. you want to work with wool, you can find just clean, combed wool on Amazon yeah. where it doesn't have any island on it. That is yeah. also another option. Well, yeah, because you can use it for felting. Even when I have wool pants or wool hats, she can't touch them. It'll oh, cause so her to have, yeah. get irritation. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's more than just lanolin. <clears throat> I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I'm um, not a doctor. Okay. So what do you do? with it afterwards after it's all clean yeah i comb it out i've got my brushes right here because i've got a piece of wool oh yeah show them show right now. yeah because I, I have this is what i've just been doing all of my time i have this little piece right here oh i got plastic in there but this is I, cool, but like, i know some women that would just buy that like that and put it on <laughs> but it's still got like little bits and guns let me show you and what i'll do is i'll just pluck those out and then comb it out with the actual combs. Mm -hmm. And just with the combs is, oh, we're going to do some ASMR right now. Hold on. Yeah, this is cool. So for everybody who can't see, who's listening to the podcast, if you've ever had a cat or dog brush, you know, those wide ones that are like yeah. three or four inches wide and two inches this one's the other direction. This one is like triple that size. And, but yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's relatively the same thing, just a little bit more durable because you're going to be ripping wool. Right. And wool does have wool hooks that they don't want to separate. 
Oh. It's literally oh, like every sheet walked Titanic and love that scene where she says, I'll never let go, Jack. No, like, that's what we're going to do with your hair. So, you know, if all you're doing is using this to comb out wool, you will get muscles. Oh, yeah, see, there we go. Nice. Firm arms, firm arms. We appreciate that. <clears throat> okay, so when it comes down oh, I'll, to. So let's talk a little bit about butchering. Okay. First of all, how full is your freezer? And what is it uh, full right of? Now, uh, that's actually going to be a question for which freezer are you talking about? Are you talking about the lamb yeah. freezer? Are you talking about the pork freezer, the poultry freezer, the beef freezer? <laughs> okay, how many freezers do you have? I like butter on that, oh. sir. One, two, three, four, I think five, including the one that's with the fridge and the kitchen. So are we looking at like chest freezers or stand-up freezers? What do, what do, what do you got? Uh, two of them outside are stand-up freezers. Two of them outside are the chest freezers. And then there's just the standard freezer with right. the fridge. Okay. So a little bit of everything in them and there's they stay pretty full. You rotate, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, a lot of it too is... Um, especially with 2020 and 2021, a mm -hmm. big thing that was going around a lot of rural communities was bartering. And like, hey, I will trade you, you know, this roast for butter or whatever it is. Okay. Nice. So you would like kind of negotiate like, you know, what's a fair trade for how much of how much. Right. And then swap out. Okay. Uh, I had a couple of, I had a couple of, uh, they're just like itty bitty grannies that they had like a little suburb veggie garden and you know how wonderful blah 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 but then 2020 happened and they couldn't afford grocery right and they were they're looking all through facebook trying to find something to do it's like how can i help myself 
And so, um, you cannot fly. Okay? <laughs> He's fine. Way to keep your children down. <laughs> All that happened is that he got attacked by a cat right as he was mature enough. I should probably explain. I found chicken when he was about to speak. Okay. He was, new, he was almost newly hatched. He was probably only a few days old. Uh, but he had fallen into the bullpen. And I don't know how he did not get crushed. I saw something like trying like, yeah, kind of like what you're doing right now. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck is that in the sand? I was like, oh, it's a baby bird. And I went, I was finding the bullpen. I was like, oh, hey, guys, what's going on? No, I'm not panicked all that you're about to crush a teeny tiny life. Went and scooped him up. I couldn't find where his nest was. So I'm like, I guess you just live with me for now until you're ready to fly. And, and you now actually have streams with Chicken the Sparrow as the, the star, right? There, there was a popular demand to have just a Chicken the Sparrow stream. Nice. Which apparently so, Chicken the Sparrow likes to sing after the stream is done. Yeah, I, I tried all stream to try and get him to sing and talk. He won't do it. He knows that the camera's on him. You gotta tell, stop telling him, you're live, go. It's, okay. No, so he, with, he, He's got starred several times. Um, but I had found him and I was fostering him. He's not the first one that I fostered. Uh, I had fostered other sparrows and they flew off, no problem. Uh, I don't know how they're doing. They're wild. Right. But, so, uh, right with the. He was starting my half fly, he's like kind of getting his white feathers in. Uh, the cat actually got inside the house. And the more I chased this cat trying to get it out, the more it was just running around the house and eventually found that there is a box with a bird in it. And she got a hold of him, and I, I honestly thought with as, big, with as big as a wound as she did on him, I thought, there's no way he's going to make it. He sure showed me. He pulled right through. He just, his wing never healed right, so now he can't fly. I'm like, I guess you just live with me now forever. There we go. It's the uh, same story with Andrea and me. Yeah, it's I had a broken wing, and now I just live with her. So, So with the butchering, with the cows, pigs, sheep, etc., dogs, cats—I don't know how chickens. many of these different things. You chickens. Um, how's that work? Um, typically, it's that you. How do I want to say this? That it makes sense because, like, it makes sense up here, but out here, unless you're familiar with it, it doesn't really make sense. To get started is you'll typically like look around local areas to look for like local facebook groups for agriculture and blah 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 and you'll kind of follow along with what they're doing and show an interest in it and even if you're not interested in starting a farm on your own you want to just maybe see about buying an animal to take to butcher or whatever the case may be is you'll go around on these pages and do a private inquiry because facebook doesn't like the buying and selling of animals anymore yeah. But typically, you can do a, a, a private inquiry. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's, I'm sorry, you guys can't actually eat animals. you got to buy them in the store. Those aren't real animals. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's how I get most of my... Uh, so my basically, you made friends with a butcher 
and then you trade meat for services? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Can you talk about this in front of the chicken? Oh, who knows? Chicken has seen me carving, you know, half a lamb in the kitchen. He's he's fine, probably. Yes, he's all like fucking sheep. See what happens. <laughs> but is that um? That's how you typically will find someone to do what they call on the hoof purchases. Okay. Because okay. in order for you to sell it as meat, you need proper licensure from the state. Okay. Huh. And okay. what a lot of us did to try and go around it, this is going to be on your podcast later, so I'm not worried. It'll be long after my time. What we did to circumvent it is we found a local butcher that we trusted. Right. That we would you know, call him out that everyone had, you know, paid for their animal. And on this day was going to be the butcher day. Right. That's when the butcher would come out and he'd, he'd um, do, do the execution. I'm trying to think of nice words. Like, well, here's what we're going to say. Execution? Um. <laughs> hey, guys, for everybody listening and viewing. Fire them? He would help them that... cross the Rainbow Road? I don't know. Okay. Is that firing squad hanging? Uh... Guys, we're going to speak honestly here because in case you don't know, animals are food. And we're going to talk about that right now. That's an issue for you. Check someplace else out for a little bit. So by execution... Are we talking about like the bolt through the head for most of the animals? Yeah. It is that uh, he's very precise, and that's actually where I learned it from. Um, I don't have the heart to do it to my own animals. Right. If it's someone else that like they're like, oh, I just need to you know get this animal down. I'll do it myself. You know the cutting and cleaning, but I, they don't have the heart to put their own. And we'll swap off like that. Like, where do you, where do you like, go to do this? Do they come to you and they're like, hey, I need an open field. I need a barn. What are we looking at here? Yeah. Uh, typically with the butcher that I have, as, and he knows me pretty well because we've done business for several years now, is he comes out with his truck and his truck has a refrigerator on it. Okay. It's not like, you know, one that you have in your house. It's like a cold, like a, like a reefer truck. Like if you ever see those trucks that they're transporting frozen goods. And yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like it's a like box that, truck. Like U-Haul size. Right. And it's equipped with a wedge and a lever and everything else to hoist up the carcass afterwards um, and to help with any kind of cleaning and quartering that he's doing. And then he takes every piece. So he, whoever's. he does the demise outside of the truck, lets it yeah. drain into the dirt, and then brings them in to butcher them. Is that correct? Uh, sort of like, yeah, but no, is what he'll do is after, after he's, we gave uh, a warning, be blunt. Yeah, we, we gave a warning. After he's uh, put the bullet in and the animal is down, they're dead. Right. Is he does drag them to hang them so he can cut and bleed it. Okay. Uh, we do have some clients, there's one family in particular that it's a big family and culturally is they don't, what are you tapping on? Poultry is like they're they're not shying away from taking the blood to like turn it into something else, right? Which is fine. So they they brought their buckets to collect the blood because we told them that usually it just bleeds out and then it just goes into the dirt. And I, right. I'm like I'll take it and use it for like fertilizer for the garden. 
Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I think if it's just there and waste, it's a disrespect to the animal. So, so he'll he'll do the bullet, he'll cut and bleed, and then he'll take off any hide that's there. He'll do any kind of like slicing, quartering. But he doesn't do like, oh, we're gonna do the stakes right here, and right. we're gonna do the rope right here. That's in a separate facility that's equipped for it. But with the quartering that I'm talking about is he'll do, you know, you have your carcass and he'll do like a half and a half, left half, right half. And if you want to do quartering for like, you know, right rear and right front or left rear right front is. And that's usually when you have multiple people have bought a larger animal, like a giant pig or an Angus deer or whatever the case may be. And they can't afford the whole animal. They don't have the space to have like, you know, 300 pounds plus of meat. Sure is they'll split it with someone else. And then they can also split the cost. Hi, sweetheart. Welcome up. Wanna hang out here? Okay. Oh, no, nope. on my lap? Okay. Okay. All right. But so you'll have the people that they're like, well, I only want like half a cow or I only want like this much of it or right. whatever the case may be. And I'll put up there, I'll put out there that, um, you know, someone wants to go you know, on this percent of an animal, if anyone wants to participate and get, you know, another percent of the animal. And usually that's how it goes down. Nobody wants to, like, buy an entire cow. They want, like, half or a quarter. So here's what I want to know. When we go to the grocery store and we Mm -hmm. pick up ground beef for, what is it, $4 a pound, $6 a pound, $8 a pound, depending where you are, more in some places, or for London broil, we're looking at you know six ninety nine to eleven ninety nine a pound. For chuck roast, we're looking at something similar. How much do you get? How much do I get? I don't. I don't do the butchering for commercial because I would need to be licensed for that. I'll okay. do my own personal butchering for my house. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's when I have the entire cow. Okay. And it's a very it's a very long process. Oh my gosh! I'll I'll ask my butcher like, hey, can you you know quarter it so I can store it and then just like take my time and go through it. So you but basically get like, here's a leg, minus the leg and the hoof, and then you just mm-hmm. carve off what you want, semi frozen. Uh, you don't have it semi frozen. You have it refrigerated. Usually right. for 48 hours, and that's to allow to any sort of blood that's there will finish draining out. And then it also helps to make the muscle go rigid so that it's easier to work with. My mom has made a mistake several years back. I'm going to tell the story. She hates when I tell the story. So We won't tell your mom. I, t- I, I barely ever call her anyway. <laughs> but um, we had freshly butchered a ram, and the next day she just wanted to do the cuts. Right. She didn't want to, she didn't want to sit it out. She didn't really, we didn't, we weren't equipped. We didn't really have any teaching going in, but that's what she wanted to do for her birthday. Okay. She's from Belize. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. Different cultures, different experiences. (laughs) It's fair. So she had like her girlfriend over because her girlfriend wants to be part of this and then also want to take home some lamb. Okay, that's fair. Her mom came over and was like, like wanted to go be a part and then take home like a little bit which okay fine i came to go see her with a nice cake and i see this woman with like this fresh meat that was like on an animal 
six hours ago. Right. And it's like the soft muscle, it's, you can't work with it because it's just everywhere. It's right. just, it will not stand for you. It's just going to flop and fold over. And she's got a sawzall. That, that's and where her I was heading. One end, her mom holding the other end, and she's got their sawzall. It's my birthday! <laughs> right? That's what I said. Next one, Apple? Nope. Nope. That's fair. I'm okay with that. It's, uh, I mean, we've lost viewers, don't get me wrong, but I'm okay with this concept. <laughs> it's, you okay? Oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> I have a cat on my lap purring right now from this story. I just want to know, what do you do? Do you keep the hide? Right. I wanted to talk about the skins because I know with cows, we got leather. What do you do with sheepskin? Do you, do you skin it so you have like a sheepskin rug that you can cure and use somewhere? What are you doing with these things? You can. Um, I do not know how to do that, but I do have a friend that knows how, so I typically give him the hides. Okay. And he crafts it into all sorts of things. These, this is a guy that if you put him on, like, naked and afraid or alone or something where he has to be out in the wilderness purely on his survival skills, he probably would not even notice he's out in the wilderness <laughs> living on only survival skills. Just the guy with the ATV that checked, you know, like, hold on while I drive through a forest fire to check on your farm. <laughs> nice. I'm naked while I'm doing this because, you know, want to FaceTime. <laughs> And by the way, let me say this, because I want to wrap this topic up in a little bit. Um, first of all, I've seen just stacks of sheep skins at Costco or whatever, where you could buy them for $20, $30. Now, this has been a few years. I don't know. They could be $80 now. I don't know. Yeah, they're 100 bucks now. Okay. Yeah, because Ed has a couple. Um, you have three to four jobs at any point in time. Is that correct? Yeah. So you work with a nonprofit. You're a writer. Mm -hmm. You run yes. the farm slash ranch. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're a teacher of young, impressionable minds. Yeah. I don't tell them where their food comes from yet. They're not old enough. No, 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 no. That's fair. <laughs> hey, I'm Mrs. Morley. And that's short for Morte. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Death or Miss Death or whatever, whatever misnomer you want to use. Um, Madam. Madam Death. Um, <laughs> let me show you this video of my sheep. No. Uh, he, how the hell do you find time to do all this shit? I mean, it starts one at a time, really. Like, it started off that I was doing the nonprofit just as a volunteer. Right. And then my mom wanted to get into agriculture, so I was helping her, and then that became sort of my thing, too. And uh, I had always sort of, like, doodled with writing, but I never sat down and took it seriously. I didn't really sit down and take it, like, seriously, seriously until 2020, when all of a sudden, like, things kind of slowed down a lot. And I was like, oh, I have, like, you know, two hours a day of times that I don't know what to do with. I'm alone with myself in my head. Let's fix that. <laughs> so... So then I started sitting down to actually take it seriously. And I was finishing my education at the time online uh, for a white collar job, which okay. the only real reason I want to do that other than to stay busy is the added income means I can get things done faster. Right. I don't really need it. Like the farm, I can 
this I I can more or less sustain myself with the farm because I have very minimal bills. I don't have a water bill. I'm on a well. I have a minimal electric bill because I have solar. Right. I don't have a gas bill. I I have a community trash bill. So the bills are limited. The biggest bills are with feed for my animals, and typically I can also barter to lower price. So it's not a big deal. I can live like more or less okay with just that. Okay. To be be more comfortable is you know get more income right and then to like make sure if, if ever there is an emergency you cannot go out the door the door's closed is but that if there's ever is that chicken the sparrow like tapping at the door going hey yeah. i want to head to the bathroom check out the kitchen i'll be back <laughs> no the thing is that he knows his way around the house so <laughs> Builder's a cat. He does not get lost. He knows exactly where he is at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having having a fourth job is just if there's any sort of emergency, I have like a nest fund. So if there's like a surprise vet bill, like let's say my top breeding bull, his name is Norman. Uh, if he ever gets like hurt, like he breaks a leg or something, mm-hmm. like then he can't breed. Right. And I need to get him on the mend. And that's going to be a very hefty vet bill. So well, if he breaks a back like, leg, he can't, he can't breed. If it's a front leg, he can still, you know, mount up. No, he's too heavy. He can't. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's too heavy. Yeah, Bree, protect your leg. If you break your leg, you're not breeding. Challenge <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>, accepted. <laughs> By the way, the raccoon broke Ed's leg, just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, true story. Okay. Yeah. Any final questions before we wrap this up? Because we've gone. I, I, I do. Um, Please. Me. She raises Angus. Um, when you go into the grocery store, oh. black mm-hmm. Angus is always the highest price thing in there. Why? Um, typically, it's because that they're a more beefy kind of animal, and they're a little bit more marbled naturally. So your Angus will store fat a lot easier than your other breeds. You can have other more breeds like Longhorn. Huh? More fat is better. It is. It does help the meat to stay tender, is you have that nice marble and you have some fat in there. So there's not really a difference so much with meat quality with Black Angus and Red Angus. It's just Red Angus tend to have uh, a little bit of health problems. Um, I, I didn't even know there was a red Angus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, red Angus, what do we call that in the grocery store? Meat? Yeah, it's, it's still meat. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not like, here's black Angus, here's that other stuff. Which is Dexter. And just Angus. Red Angus. And... Just Angus. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Typically, commercially, it's going to be your Angus because they do have a nicer quality meat. Rainbow Angus. Okay. Any other questions, Andrea, Ed? Yeah. Like if we try, if we try to eat a Holstein, which is like your typical dairy cow. Yeah. It's not really. It's gonna be. You're not gonna have like nice thick steaks, and it's not gonna be like a hefty animal because it's made for milking, not for meat. Yeah, that that's hamburger meat. That's fair. And Bree is now slurping Red Bull, little Red Angus going on right there. Okay, <laughs> let's let's do a closing toast. Wrap this topic up because we have run way over our usual amount of time because it was a great conversation, a fascinating topic. Uh, 
here's to the people that do these things that we never know about. The things that Andrea, Ed, and I just couldn't stop asking questions about till I cut us off. Here's to you, Rachel. Thank you for some knowledge about what we put in our mouths. Mm-hmm. Is that really how you want to phrase it? Yeah. Hold on, let me rephrase it. Rachel, thank you for uh, having that good meat that we love to slurp. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Uh, let's wrap this up, get some closing music. And uh, any closing thoughts, Rachel, that you need to put out there in 30 seconds or less? 30 seconds or less is just to take care of yourself and take care of anything that you're trying to do. Don't stop trying to do new things. Stay busy. If there's anything you're curious about, anything you want to start doing in life, do it. It's never too late. Like, you know, I went around the world. I didn't start farming until about eight to ten years ago. So you you have time. You can absolutely do it. It's never never too late. Okay. So keep on keeping on and do the things that you love and try something new once in a while, guys. Have a good <laughs> one. We'll catch you at the next episode of Talk of the Tavern.